This is Blue Collar Culture, where you don't need ping pong tables, a cereal bar, or nap pots to attract and retain real A players. Join us where we speak with down-to-earth leaders that understand what it takes to win with a blue collar culture. Now here are your hosts, Jeremy McLiver and Ryan England. When it comes to building a great team, it's not only important you find great people, you got to find people that are inspired by what you're doing. You've got to find people that are aligned to what you're doing and they want to move in the same direction that you're moving. And I know this might sound or feel a little touchy-feely. And in fact, our guest today is, and I are going to talk about that and why it's so important they're able to connect and inspire the people you have on your team. It'll not only make you a better leader, it'll not only help you to raise new leaders, but it will also help you to achieve all of your goals in business whether it is to grow the company, to increase profits, or impact the world. Today's guest is an Inspired Purpose Coach. In fact, that is the name of his company, is Inspired Purpose Coach. And he is working directly with leaders who not only need inspiration, but aspire to be more. My guest today is Tony Martinetti. And his goal in helping to change the way these companies' cultures work and these leaders operate is just so inspiring to me. So I'm excited for today's podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Let's jump right into the show. Well, hey, Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited about today's topic. I mean, it's no secret. I'm into the people part of business and you're into the people part of business. So I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. So tell me, what is the biggest myth about your industry? Oh, I I usually wrap this up in one particular quote, which is that amateurs compete and professionals create. Mm. When we get in this industry, we feel as though we are so unique and we have to make sure that we stand out in this crowd and we, you know, have to be, you know, very closed in how we show up in the world. The reality is, we can make a much bigger pie if we talk with each other. We talk to other people in our field and collaborate, make a bigger pie. And I think that applies to pretty much any industry when you're out there. If you try to be the person who's constantly competing, then you're missing out on the chance to actually create something bigger. Oh, there's so many truths and probably so many metaphors in life that we could apply to what you just said there. But Yeah, I do see that, especially, I mean, you know, my focus is on helping these small business owners get talent, you know, Mm -hmm. attract the best people. And they always feel like they're competing against everybody else. And the one thing they all compete on is the dollar. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know how you feel about it because we're just getting to know each other, but I don't believe it's ever about the money. Definitely Um, not. Definitely not. So what is it? I mean, you work with business owners all the time, leaders all the time that have this mindset of competition versus creation. Mm. What do you see are the differences between those two groups? Like what bridge did that creating group cross over to stop thinking about competing and start thinking about creating? Yeah, it really comes down to this fixed versus growth mindset. Mm. This is adapting this idea that like, you know, I don't have all the answers and I can get out there and start to learn from others, including my clients. Like there's some things that I learn by just getting out and doing stuff. You know what? I think about some of the businesses that I've been involved with and helped coach along the way. There's pivots that we create by just putting out something Mm -hmm. and asking people very vulnerably, 
hey, like, what do you think of this? Is this something that, you know, should I do X or Y? Or did you like this? Did you like that? And how can that inform the next step? So it's a powerful way to look at the world. If you feel like you have to have everything perfect from the moment you you exit your stage of like launching, then it can be challenging. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does take an element of humility in order to be able to ask those questions and and look to support from others. And it's so unfortunate, but I think as a society and a culture here, especially in the United States, humility has been looked at as a bad thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and we forget that there are people that have climbed the mountain, so to speak, yeah. in front of us that have a wealth of knowledge that if we would just ask, mm-hmm. they could support us. Yeah, I love what you bring up there because I'm just going to, you know, build from that to say courage and humility are the two most important traits that anyone can really adapt to be successful because it takes courage to get started and Mm -hmm. humility to keep going. I call that the humility advantage and seeing it as I don't have to, to be a leader. You don't have to have all the answers. You have to be okay with asking for help. Yeah, that is so true. And I find that a lot of times they say it's very lonely at the top, right? And so talk to a lot of people that are in these high level leadership positions, whether they own the company or they're helping run the company and just feels very lonely for them. And so they don't know who else to go to. And they think that just gritting through it and figuring it out and throwing stuff up against the wall until something sticks is the way to do it. But there's so many ways to really move into that creation mindset by just surrounding yourself with great people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned that because I, you know, I have my own podcast too, which I'll just briefly mention. It's called The Virtual Campfire. And almost every person who's come on the show, you know, there are people who have they've created amazing things in the world. But almost every person who's who's come on have mentioned the fact that I wouldn't be able to be here without them. Or there have been champions, people who believed in me first before I could actually believe in myself, which I really am a strong component of that proponent sorry, of this idea that people have to believe in you along the journey for you to have that confidence and um, to continue along the way. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So much to unpack there. We've only got like 20 (laughs) minutes left, Tony. Come on. Like, I don't even know where to go right now. So, well, let's do this. Let's do this. So, you're all about helping leaders inspire their team and inspire Mm. others. I I mean, you inspire them. So, As if we're thinking about this, you know, my passion is helping companies create amazing teams by creating positive work environments, which Mm. for so many small and medium-sized businesses, they've forgotten that there are human beings that come in and do the work every single day. And they're not just employees, they're moms and dads and sisters and brothers and and parents and kids. And they're real life people with real life stuff going on. Yeah, And we forget about what I call the human condition. We forget that they're real life human beings and they have hopes and goals and dreams and they have aspirations, but they need inspiration. They mm. need something from their leaders. And it's, uh, you know, so often these people are turned, these employees are turning to the leaders in their workplace to get what they're not getting at school, at home, all that stuff. So- yeah. Let's talk about what is what are a couple of things and just feel free to throw them out there and then we'll dig into them. What are a couple of things that people can do to inspire their team and inspire others around them? Before I get into the exact things they can do, I'll start with just saying 
it's also part of being inspired by the people around you too. You know, mm-hmm. it goes two two ways. Absolutely. You don't have to just be this font of inspiration. <laughs> it's also about making sure that you bring people into your organization who inspire you to do the work that you do too. Yeah. And that is where this can self, it's like self-generating process of continuing the wheel of progress in an organization where inspiration flows both ways. Yeah. So now I'll get back to answering your question. <laughs> but I think the starting point is to enroll them in a mission that is meaningful. You want to mm. make sure that there's something behind all of the stuff that you're doing that really lights their fire, that creates a spark in them that says, why are we doing this? What is the reason behind creating this business, showing up to work every day that continues to light them up and lights me up as the leader of the organization? And you have to remind them of that on an ongoing basis, not a one and done. That is a never mission that is completed. Yeah. So continue to find ways to light that spark and keep it lit throughout Mm. the day, throughout the weeks and throughout the months. So that's one thing. The other thing is to make sure that you understand your people and check in with them and ask them, hey, what is it that you want more of in what we're doing here? What is it that you would like to see more of in our organization? Because it's not just about what I want. It's about what you want. I want to create an environment that fosters you know, a mission that we all get excited about. So make sure that you're checking in and it's not about, you know, just the kumbaya type of stuff, but it's really yeah. asking them, what are the challenges that you see that exci- that get you almost a little bit fearful that we can't make that happen just outside of the, the comfort zone of where we are right now? Mm, I love that. So it's, as a leader, it's giving them, enrolling them in the mission, but what I believe about missions and let's talk about this for a second is as a leader, it's, it's really your job to, to figure out what the mission is. Yeah. However, it's really important that you understand what your people want and that they're bought into the mission. Yes. And if the mission doesn't align with their goals, you might have a problem long term or yeah. even short term, you might have a problem, right? Yeah. And this is where the, you know, some leaders come into an organization and they feel like, oh, I've, I've started the company and now my work is done. All I have to do is continue to, you know, check the box and move forward. But that work is never done. Mm -hmm. You have to constantly be thinking what's next, what's on the horizon. How am I continue to challenge myself and the people around me to continue to feel excited? And I I said, fearful because there should be a little bit of scariness in what's ahead that keeps the fire lit and doesn't get people complacent. If you feel like you've already arrived, then you no longer have that fire in you that says, well, you know, what's the point? What's the next, you know, thing that we're going to be... If there's not that next level of that next step of discomfort that says, hey, we're going to grow and we're going to, and we're going to connect at a deeper level, then why fight for anything? Yeah. You should always be feeling like there's something that's on the horizon that's keeping you, you know, kind of on the edge of your seat that you have a growth edge that you're continuing to strive for. Yeah. So it's a, it's a healthy kind of fear, not the kind of fear mm. where it's like, am I going to have a job tomorrow? That's not what we're talking about. Just so we're clear. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you. It's no, a, it's a healthy a, kind I, of fear, almost discomfort because people don't like change. Like we know this, nobody likes change. 
I talk about this book all the time. One of my favorite coffee table books is Changes Good, Tony. You go first. Like, you know, that's yes. one of my favorite books. It's like nobody really likes change. And so that fear or that anticipation of it'll be a little different tomorrow, but in a good way is what you're talking about. Is that right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I think there's, it comes back to this whole concept where you might've heard of like healthy conflict. Mm. You don't want a culture that constantly makes everyone feel like, oh, this is a nice place. Everyone's so nice and everyone treats each other like, you know, we make each other happy. That's all great, but it's not going to move the needle in terms of creating a path forward, a progressing forward. You want healthy conflict that allows people to feel like I can disagree. And we, because I disagree, you know, that allows us to build on ideas. The whole idea that, you know, the yes and Mm -hmm. ideas that really kind of move us in the direction of progress. Well, the truth is, if you and I agree on everything, one of us is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I love that. But, you know, (laughs) I'm going to stay on the call for a little longer. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm learning. I, I think this is great. So talk about this. So this mission, this idea of mission, so many different ways we can go, but I want to know, you take it wherever you think it makes sense. But how do we do this? How do we, like, I get the communication side of it. That's not what I'm talking about. How do we come up with a mission that is really going to inspire our people to get up and do what they've got to do every single day? Like, how do we do that? Simple, not, I'm sure there's probably the big, long version of it, but what are some things people can do to make that happen? Yeah, well, first and foremost, if it's if it's something that you can do on your own, then you don't need people to do it, then you've got no mission and you just mm. have a goal. a personal goal that can be achieved. You have to have something that's big enough that it requires you to enlist a lot of people in it. If your mission is big enough that it requires you to build a team around it and that team needs to do a lot of heavy lifting to get it done, then you've got a mission that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. You want one that actually is going to serve to really create something meaningful in terms of impact that you would be proud to have as part of your legacy, both personally and as a company. Do you have an example or two that you could share with some of the companies you've worked with? And just that way we get the creative juices flowing as we're thinking about what is that mission that's bigger than me? Yeah, no, I love that. So first of all, I'll I'll start by saying that a lot of the companies that I've worked with in the past and where I came from was, I came from the biotech industry. I worked in an industry that was all about saving lives. And we always had the patient at the center of everything we did. Mm -hmm. Every decision was based on, hey, you know, there's a person who's waiting for us to do something that will help save their lives. So there's a lot on the line for what we were doing. But that's not what I'll share today. There's one particular company that comes to mind that is working on de-extinction, which basically means like bringing back to life certain species that have been extinct. But the reason why is because it's about saving the planet. There's climate change implications for some of these extinction events that are so important to actually bringing us back into balance with our planet. I know it sounds like science fiction, but the reality, this is reality now. Mm. And the reason why it this these particular goals are important, these missions are important, is because of the fact that it gets everyone thinking, what is possible? What is possible that, can we actually do this from a scientific perspective? reasoning, but also from a, should we do this? 
And are we the right people to do this? So it's so spurring that creativity and that that yes and type of yeah. culture by having this mission that hey, it's one of those things. Like I'm listening to you talk about this mission. I'm like, yeah, I don't know that that's one company is going to be able to pull that off. I mean, it's yeah. a lot bigger than that, right? Yes, exactly. When you think about that mission, it's mm. massive, but it's also game-changing. Yeah. And it requires you to really get people thinking, wow, like we need to do this as a collective whole. Yeah. And it's going to have an impact on society at, at large. And we can start one person at a time bringing the right people into this environment to make that impact. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of what Simon Sinek talks about in The Infinite Game with his just cause, right? Yeah. We don't know who the players are. We don't know how we're going to keep score. We don't know how we're going to win, but we know where we're going. Mm. We'll never know when we get there because it's infinite. It just keeps yes. going, but we're moving our industry, our society, our culture in that direction for everybody yeah. to win. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. That's fantastic. Now, if you're not in, in biotech and you're not going to be saving the world, that's okay, right? Your mission doesn't have to be that big. I just think about like the mission of my church is, you know, they're only focused on the Phoenix area. I'm out in Phoenix, Arizona. And they're like, we just want to introduce Jesus to the people in Arizona. That's it. In, in Phoenix, even. Yeah. Your mission doesn't have to be change the world. It could just be impact yes. a community. But it's such a big thing that there's so many opportunities that people can rally behind it. And I love it because when you're clear about your mission and more importantly, not only you know how to, but you actually communicate it regularly. Mm -hmm. And this is where I get passionate about it. It's going to be so much easier for you to attract great people and keep them on your team. Yeah. The key word around that, which is like, it's like a ripple effect too that, but the key word around this is the, is the people. And I think that's one thing about the mission so far that I haven't really connected to is, is what are you doing for the people who come join your organization? Are you mm -hmm. making, leaving them better off than you found them? I love to think of like this whole idea of bringing people into an organization and not just engaging them in the mission, but maybe even enriching them leaving them better off than you found them. Mm. And when you when you think of that mission you just mentioned, there's something about that which is saying to people, come join this cause because you will also be left the feeling that you're making an impact beyond you know society, but also for yourself, leaving you with a positive impact on yourself. Yeah. But in order to do that, you got to do the second takeaway you, you gave us, right? You've got to really understand your people and understand what they want. Because if yes. they don't want it, you're not, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to, you know, I've got yeah. little kids at home and when my kids don't want to do something, trust me, there is no, nothing I can do or say to get them to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. So how do you do that? How do you understand your people? And it, I'm sure it's probably going to be one of those duh kind of things, but mm -hmm. I would love to know, like, how do you understand your people and really figure out what they want? Yeah. I mean, it starts with really committing to get to know them and, mm. and not just doing this on the surface, but really getting to know them on an intimate level. I've been really thinking about this concept of not having people check themselves at the door when they come into the workplace. We need to understand what lights a fire under them. What are their hobbies? What are the things they do outside of work that makes them who they are? Yeah. If we just look at them as to, okay, well, this is a person who does numbers or this is a person who does you know, inventory and what have you, then we're missing sure. a huge portion of what really 
makes them who they are. They're a holistic person. So understanding well, what are their hobbies? Do they are they a person who enjoys you know volunteering at you know a homeless shelter? Are they someone who enjoys playing an instrument? Like celebrating them for who they are as a whole allows them to bring their whole self into that workplace and allows you to understand what are the causes that really get them excited. Wow. If they're not really willing to bring them their whole self in, it's not necessarily just on them. It's also on you because you're not giving them a space where they feel like they want to bring themselves. It's funny, you're talking about this and I'm, I got actually a couple of clients in mind that I'm sitting, I'm picturing them listening to this and go, oh, it's all this warm and fuzzy, touchy-feely <laughs> stuff. Stop it. Not interested in that. This is where I love it is you have to understand that human beings are the soft side of business. We're the warm, fuzzy, squishy part of business, right? And it's not, they're not a cog, right? People are not cogs in a machine, but so often we treat them that way. They come in, they do numbers. And if they don't do numbers well, we replace them. But maybe they don't do numbers well because they're dealing with some issues at home. Yeah. And that's, I think, the part where so many people miss you know, I hear, I hear people tell me all the time, I just wish my employees would care as much as I do. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, your employees could probably even care more than you do. Mm. But if you don't care about the fact that they're leaving their friends, their family, and the things they do for fun at home while they come to work for you, if you don't care about the fact that they might be going through some personal struggles, some personal challenges, if you don't care about those things, how are you ever going to get them to care about your business? Absolutely. I love that. The, the care is at the center of that. It's like when you show people how much you care about them, they will reciprocate and yeah. they will show you how much they care about the cause, yeah. about you. And they'll do things that you wouldn't have normally have expected them to do because now you're connecting with them on a human basis, not just a worker basis. They're yeah. not workers. They're humans. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yes, they are. They are human beings with hope, goals, and dreams. And if you don't appeal to them or find out what they are, you know, it's yeah. funny. I, I, was, I was expecting you to say, hey, if you really want to know what your people want, ask them. <laughs> you know, it's like, duh. you mean, yes, thanks for bringing it back to basics. So that's exactly it. Yeah. Ask them. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've read the, the Dream Manager. No, I haven't. Matthew Kelly, fantastic book, short. 100 yeah. pages. He knows who his audience is. It's a little business mm. fable. Yeah. But he talks about the idea of finding out what your employees want. Yeah. And then the, all these leaders are sitting around the conversation table like, how do we do this? How do we do this? And then the new guy raises his hand and says, why don't we ask them? I love <laughs> it. And they're just like, what? <laughs> ask them? Yeah. That's absurd. <laughs> what do you mean ask them? And you know, the sad part is, so we have lots of clients that do this. They ask their employees, like, what do you want? And how do you align to the vision? And they always get the, I don't know. And it's funny because most employers have never asked. Yeah. Then and they asked. don't know how to answer because no one's ever asked them. They never had to think about it. Mm. So I, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you do decide to do this and you want to understand your people and roll them in a mission, you got to be patient with them. Yeah. Because they're not used to it. Yeah. They're not used to it. I just want to add one little thing because I think what you're, you know, you're speaking to is so powerful. My tagline for my business is inspiration through honest conversation. And I think that the crux of all that is to say, where does inspiration come from? It's really comes from this, this idea of, of getting deeper, mm. you know, getting deeper in the conversation and having an honest conversation with the people around you. And I often say that that honest conversation starts with yourself. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. You That's know. like, the, that goes back to, you know, who's the toughest person on the planet to lead, right? It's yourself. 
<laughs> exactly. People want to follow a leader. They naturally yeah. do. But to get ourselves to follow ourselves, oh, that's that's hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You I'm going to resist that all the time. So, I mean, we've been talking about this and really it is, I hate to say this, but it's simple, right? It's simple. And that's not, it's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. Enroll them in a mission, find out what they want and align to the mission. Yeah. And you will inspire people. You'll motivate people. You will create better teams. You'll have better workplace dynamics. You'll probably have a better business, ultimately more profitable, right? Because when your people are happy, they're more productive and productive employees usually are more profitable employees, right? Yeah. So it all rolls down to the bottom line. But I know there's a lot of people that aren't doing this. So, because yeah. it's, it's not easy. Right? Kind of got to look in the mirror and say, hey, what is it we really want to do? And what do we want to accomplish? And how do we want to get there? And who do we want to take with us? But what's one thing that our listeners can do? Something that they could do this week that, you know, maybe even by the end of the day, if they're listening to this, they could go back to their office and sit down and do this thing to move them in the right direction. Almost that first domino that they get to knock over. What is something they could do? Yeah. I love this particular model of uh, thinking because I think this is one that is where we get most stuck. So I use this analogy of expand your vision narrow your focus. And the reason why I say that is because no matter what challenge you're facing right now, it's probably because you're not looking at it as widely as you possibly could. So when I say expand your vision, it's like, well, if I'm stuck on a problem or if I'm not really seeing things the way that I want to see them, maybe I need to step away from my current viewpoint and expand it, look differently, look wider, and look at the problem from a different angle. And when I do that, I see new possibilities arise. With those new possibilities, I have to then decide what is the next step that I want to investigate, mm. to explore. And then when I do that, narrow the focus and think, what is that next thing that's going to take my focus and do that, move forward in that direction? That's just an ex taking an experimental view of your path forward. Mm. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. At least you had taken action in that direction. You know, as you were talking about that, it got me thinking, you know, there's probably, because it is, it's tough. When you're inside that jar, it's really hard to read the label, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think sometimes being able to expand your vision can be difficult when you're stuck in a jar. I just got to think of this probably aligns back to everything you do. Why don't you bring in some of your other leaders and ask for their opinion and ask them to help you expand their vision? I was thinking about this, my eight-year-old daughter. She comes home every day. She's like, Daddy, I want to work with you. Daddy, I want to work with you. Daddy, I want to work with you. So, <laughs> so we're working on some things and I'm working on her mindset and the way she thinks about some things and, and teaching her about people. And that's what we do, right? And we're talking and I forget exactly what it was, but she's like, Daddy, how can I help you? I go, well, I'm really struggling with this. And I tell it to an eight-year-old girl. She's like, Daddy, why don't you do that? And I'm like, because I didn't think about that. <laughs> It was like the most basic uh, thing. It, you know, it, it just, it reminds me, I forget there was a movie I watched. and like, why don't you just say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I don't know why I don't just say, I'm sorry. And it was so simple. It was so basic, so easy to do. Yeah. And I think that, cause I could see that. I could see that. Okay. I'm going to sit down and expand my vision, but I'm still in that box. Right. Yeah. So bringing in others, getting outside perspective, ask your kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way they solve things is crazy, but that's fantastic. I mean, there is so much here that we could unpack. And I know there's people listening going, you know, I really want to inspire my people. I really want to create better leaders. I want to be a better leader. How do they learn more about what it is that you do? How do they get a hold of you if they want to consume more information? I know you got a book, 
short book that probably goes into some of this stuff, but you've got some other things too. So, so talk about that. How do they get a hold of you? And then I believe you've got a giveaway for our listeners. Absolutely. So first and foremost, thank you so much for doing this. And this conversation has been really powerful. I really enjoy it. I have enjoyed it. And I would say that the starting point is to go to the website, inspiredpurposecoach.com. And there I share a lot of insights, a lot of different blog posts around some of the things that are on my mind that help to expand the way people think about the world, which I really love to do, like to have those insights out there. The book is called Climbing the Right Mountain. And it's a book that really packs a punch in a very short read. So I did that very intentionally. I wanted to make sure people could find a way to get unstuck and think, well, am I in the right path for me in my business? And how do I get unstuck? Mm. So that's what the book is all about. There are a couple of stories about climbing mountains, but that's not the intention. (laughs) Yes. But definitely, I would say if you want to get started, that's a place to go find me. And I'm also very available on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Awesome. Awesome. And then you've got an assessment too, right? I sure do. That's uh, one of my free giveaways here is to go ahead and take the leadership assessment, leadership journey assessment, which is a great tool for someone to just check in and like, where am I right now? And where would I, where would I like to be? You can find that assessment straight on the website homepage. So you can go there and find it. And if you take the assessment, what will happen is you'll get some feedback almost immediately by getting a PDF readout of your report, but also understanding what are some paths you can take from there. So that's the uh, free giveaway today. And you can start from there. Love it. Love it. So yes, if you want to inspire your people, if you want to be more inspired by surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, I mean, learn from Tony. I'm sure there's a wealth of knowledge there, tons of free information. Sounds like a great book. I love books that are around metaphors. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. So thank you so much, Tony. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And I know that there's going to be some people out there going, okay, I got to sit down, figure out how to expand my vision so I can enroll people in a mission and align them to that mission by finding out what they want. Fantastic takeaways. Thank you, Tony. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. The Blue Collar Culture Podcast is sponsored by bluecollarculture.com. We help entrepreneurs create a healthy culture and build a self-managing business. To learn more, go to bluecollarculture.com.